Welcome back to Brailcast, connecting the dots for Brailists everywhere. And coming up this time, we're going back in time to the 30th of April 2022, when we held a face-to-face event in Bristol, using Braille displays with phones and tablets. In 2014, a small group gathered in Bristol to test a prototype of Bristol Braille Technologies Canute product. They didn't know it at the time, but that group would go on to become the very first incarnation of the Braillists Foundation. Afterwards, there followed meetings in Reading, London, Birmingham, Manchester and Dublin, and of course the now famous Braille and Beer events after Site Village. But all of this was put on hold due to the coronavirus pandemic and has been slow to start back up again. One of the founding members of the Braillists Foundation is Paul Sullivan. Paul still lives in Bristol and was very keen to change this and so arranged a meeting face-to-face in Bedminster at the Bristol Braille Technology headquarters. It followed a series of masterclasses earlier in 2022 on using Braille displays with iOS devices. The thought was that perhaps people could bring their braille displays along, people could look at what braille displays were on the market, and we could talk about how they work not just with iPhones, but with other smartphones and tablets. In the end, about 20 people turned up to the event, and everybody thoroughly enjoyed themselves. In this episode of Brailcast, I'll share some of the highlights. And I started off by asking a few people why they'd come and what they were hoping to get out of the day. Okay, so I'm Paul Sullivan and I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody this afternoon because I've pulled this thing together and so I know everybody's names, but so far you're just names. (laughs) Except, of course, the the hub members who I've spoken to before. Uh, There's lots of new new voices to to get to know this afternoon. My name's Koal and I'm really looking forward to this afternoon so I can learn something else with the Braille display. Uh, the iPhone and whatever else there is. Hello, I'm Jeanette. I've come from Coventry. Um, just I've recently um, heard about the playlist and I just wanted to come along and just see what it was about and just to meet some more people. I'm Steph Sargent from Vision Through Sound and Birmingham and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the latest prototype of the commute and the braille displays working with the iPhones and meeting everybody. Just to add that I'm really excited about this skill sharing activity because I think it's fantastic to just get a bunch of blind people together to swap tricks and tips with each other in an informal way. And indeed it's those skills sharing sessions that Paul just alluded to that we're going to hear next. There are three of them. Paul starts off reading multilingual text using an iPhone, the Kindle app, and a Focus 14. Then I'm going to come along and show text entry on an iPhone using a Brilliant BI40X. And then Steph Sargent is going to demonstrate reading text using the iPhone and the Kindle app and an Orbit Reader 20. These recordings are a bit rustic. Uh, They were recorded live in the Bristol Braille Technology venue. Uh, People were coming in and out of the room. Uh, The windows were open for ventilation. Various people were asking questions and there weren't any such fancy things as roaming microphones or anything like that. So we haven't done a great deal of editing on these, but we have done a bit of tidying up to try and make the audio sound as respectable as possible. And we hope that you'll find these presentations interesting. Right then, let's get down to business using Braille displays with phones and tablets. I get to speak first. 
It's the privilege of organising the thing. <laughs> and I, actually, I would quite like not to be speaking, but um, I, I got the... Uh, 1433. Three notification messages. Edit. Button. Messages. Okay. Okay. Unread messages. I've got a speaker here so you Double can hear what open. I'm doing. Um, so for me, um, first thing I want to say is that I am not an expert. In fact, probably most of us would say we're not experts. We're just people that use this kit. And so we know, and so speaking for me, I know the things I know and I do the things I do in the way I do it because uh, it suits me but that's not necessarily the right way the right way is what works for you and so um, hopefully we'll, we'll share some uh, tips and tricks this afternoon uh, and um, pick up some new ways of doing things from each other um, but as I say this is nobody is laying down the law today about how you should be doing stuff you, you do what works for you um, my talk or my presentation is about uh, reading text in English and Spanish uh, on the iPhone with the Focus 14. So the first thing you need to do, of course, when you are using a Braille display is to connect it to the phone. I don't know how many people know this, but it seems to me that a lot of people have trouble connecting their devices to the phone uh, because they go through the Bluetooth settings. And actually, when you, can, when you connect a Braille display to the iPhone, as long as you've got them paired, you go through voiceover settings. So you go to voiceover. I'll do it on here just to show you for those Home. that don't know. Home. So Kit settings. Two new items. Settings. Uh, mobile data. Rose 8 to 20. Wallpaper. General. Wallpaper. Button. Can display and bright. Home screen. Wallpaper. Siri and search. Home display and brightness. Control center. General. But home screen accessibility. Yeah. But accessibility features help you customize your display and text size. Display and text voiceover on button. That's what we want. Yeah. Voiceover on. Voice tap up. Learn more. Voiceover practice. Speaking rate. Speaking rate. Speech. Braille. Focus. Output. Six dot. And then I've got. Actually, I've got three brow displays paired already with this. Rose 4 to 16 off 16. So you need to switch to the one you want, which... Selected. Focus 14 by THD 448BA. Connected. Yeah, it's already connected. If it wasn't, say I've got a Focus 40, if I want to connect that... Focus 40 DT. Button. I just hit, hit that and it would then pair with... Selected. So Focus 14 by THD 4... use, So that's fine. Um, App switcher. Settings. Now I'm Closing settings. Messages. Kindle Active. App. So back on the home screen, I'm using a combination, and I, this is what I was trying to say at the beginning about doing what works for you. I tend to use a combination of touch gestures and the brow display. I want the brow display mainly for reading and being able to understand Spanish, uh, so to be able to see the words um, or feel the words as they're spelt and to learn them that way. Uh, I can't learn just by listening. I need to have it written down. So for me, um, I'm using a combination of touching the phone and using commands on the brow display itself. The quickest way for me at the moment to open up the, the app I want to use, which is the Kindle app, is to do it through touching the phone. So that's what I'm going to do at the moment. Um, Messages. Active. 
Although I can. Swipe up with three fingers to close the app. Because I've got my phone, my brow display, I'll, do, I'll use the brow display just because that's what we're talking about. So to get across to the Kindle, which is the fourth app along the top row Excuse of my... Me. I'm sorry. What is it? Which Kindle? app are you talking about? Kindle. Kindle, Kindle, Kindle app on the iPhone. I'm going to open that. By on, on, my, on my Braille display, there's a number of ways you can move across the apps or the items on the screen. One is with the space bar and key number four. Kindle, often used with Bluetooth device. Can, Kindle, often used with Bluetooth device connected. Kindle, messages, messages. Kindle, Kindle, op, message, messages. I don't know why it's doing that. Messages, active. Kindle, often used with Bluetooth device. Kindle, often used with Bluetooth device. Kindle, notification. 30 line to double tap for menu. Swipe two fingers down for continuous reading. Double tap and hold to select text. 30 line internet. The internet Mike. Ola Rachel. PS Cachado KRS Muagwena Connell Tima Dell Internet YK saves much as. If you press space and P, it might stop it from speaking. Sorry, I can't. I have two hearing aids, so please no quiet. Okay, so I, I find <coughs> certainly when, when, when the voice is rabbiting away and I want to shut it up, there's several ways you can do it. One is simply to touch the screen on the phone. Another way is to press one of the cursor routing keys. They seem to work quite well in the Kindle app. Because don't forget, there's no cursor when you're reading, so you're not interfering with anything. So if I just start it talking again and then press a cursor routing key, you're here. 30 my internet. The internet mic. Ola Rachel. P.S. Cachado. K.R.S. Muagwena. Con. At. Oh. Well, actually, I just touched a different key on the display, but it stopped it. There is a command for muting speech, which is um, spacebar and M, which is a toggle, but that turns it right on and off. If you just want to pause the speech, I find the easiest way is simply to touch the screen or to press a key on the display. Um, so when I'm reading, the first thing I need to do, because I'm reading English and Spanish, is I need to be able to switch between English Braille and Spanish Braille. And to do that, I go to the rotor, which in Focus 14, you find by pressing the space bar and dots 5 and 6, or dots 2 and 3, depending which way you want to go around. So I'm going to rotor around now till I find the the brow keyboards so so containers braille table english uk system that's a technical term so i've now got rotated round to the brow tables and you can go up and down the list of tables i've got four on here with the left hand rocker on the top of the brow uh, focus 14 so i'll just go through them as a cycle english uk liblois english unified default spanish there you go. And I want to start with, I want the English. English UK so system. I'm going to leave the rotor set there because when I'm going to switch backwards and forwards between Spanish and English. Um, now I need to make sure I've got the right grade of brow. Um, so I like to read um, contracted, un uncontracted brow because when I'm looking at Spanish, I want to see each letter spelt out. So I'm going to I'm going to find the contracted brow by using the space bar and the dots one and two, four and five, which is the basically the letter G with the space bar. G G neatly reminds me of the word grade, so that's easy. Braille output eight dot. I don't want that, so I press it again. Braille output contracted. 
that's what I want. Uh, and now I'm now reading contracted power, but I want uncontracted. So I'll do it again. Braille output, six dot. Six dot. So that's basically grade one Braille. Now I'm ready to read. Um, so this, I'm using, a, I'm using a Kindle book, which has got little dialogues in English and Spanish. And it opens up that each dialogue begins with the Spanish and on the, on the corresponding page there's English. So I, I don't want to, normally what I'll do is I'll listen to the English read out and then, I'll, I'll, <coughs> and then I will read through the Spanish more carefully. So to, to switch to the page with the English on, I'm going to use the turn page command, which in this <coughs> instance is basically the letter O with the space bar. So... Connell Internet. Why Quasira K. Tommy A. Uterus. The Internet Mike. Hello Rachel. I've heard that you're very good with the topic of the Internet and that you know many things related to it. Isn't that right? Rachel. Okay. Yes. That's right Mike. What do you want so, to know? Mike. I have some da- Internet. So this is only a demonstration. So that's what I do. I listen to the text first and then I'm going to turn back a couple of pages to the beginning of the Spanish text for this uh, dialogue which is the opposite, it's a mirror image of the O, so it's in fact the OW sign in old, I don't know what the OW sign is in UEB, because I detest UEB. Um, <laughs> but, so I'm using the OW sign with spacebar in old money, which is dots uh, two, four and six. Yeah, so, and that'll flick me back a couple of pages each, well, a page each time, so like that. Connell Internet. 30-line internet, the internet mic, Ola Rachel, are the differences between this bank, 30-line internet, the internet mic, Ola Rachel, E, Escachado, K, Erez, Muay, Buena Connell, Tima, Del Internet Y, K, Saves, Lanternet. So that's reading it now, but I don't want to read it like that. I want to read it word for word in Braille. And so to do that, I use my panning keys on the front of the Focus 40. And that will give you, I would say, a display at a time. So I'm using a 14-cell display, so every time I press the panning key, it's going to move 14 cells forward or back. So I'm going to read. I'm now reading the words La Internet, and that's filled up one display. And then we've got the names of the people, and it says... Um, I'll just read you a bit, just to prove I can read Spanish in Braille. <laughs> Hola, Rachel. A escuchado que eras muy buena con el tem- tema del internet. Y I'm not going to go on. Uh, as, as you will see, I'm not very good at Spanish, uh, but I just love doing it, and I really enjoy it. It's a bit like people doing crosswords. It just does pleases me to do it. I'm never going to be any good at it. Uh, but this allows me to read the text word by word and to see it spelt out, which I need to do uh, to remember it. Now, so very quickly, I've shown you how I can read a bit of English, I can read a bit of Spanish. What about if I want to translate a word? If say I've found a word here that I don't understand. Here's a word, cosas, C-O-S-A-S. I know what that means. But suppose I didn't know what that means and I need to look it up in the dictionary. I mean, one way to look it up is obviously I've got the English text parallel to this and I can just read that. But for demonstration purposes, um, to use a Braille, uh, sorry, 
a dictionary on the iPhone with Braille display. The way I would do that, I would now go to the home screen again to open my dictionary, um, which I do by pressing space and H. Messages. Five unread messages. So I'm Double tap to open. Thank you. I'm now on the home screen and I've got a, a Spanish dictionary called Spanish Dict, which is some way down on the right hand column. Um, I can cursor through them or, or literally cycle through them one at a time with the rocker key. Facebook, notes, Kindle, Hive, around me, WhatsApp, setting, clock, light detect, camera, blind square, you ID. Hear, you can hear all my apps are. One step reader, contacts, Spanish dict. There we are, Spanish dict. Double tap to open. And I can activate that in two ways. There's, there's little round buttons on the top of the um, brow display at each end. They're like, they're like enter buttons or there's all those cursor routing keys and I can press either of those I use tend to use the little round buttons which have a technical name something like activation keys or something I just call them little round buttons I press one of those and that will open the app for Spanish dict menu right. button menu it's taken me into the app now and if I press my right rocker down once enter Spanish or English text to translate search I'm, field I'm at the edit field which I enter by pressing one of those little round buttons. Text field is editing. Yeah, enter Spanish or English text. Insertion point of start. If I Use the rotor to access misspelled words. You do go on. <laughs> if, yeah. if I enter text here, I, on my brow display it's saying enter and the, the, the cursor is blinking under the dot six to show me it's a capital E for enter. And if I enter text now, it will enter it but it leaves that word enter in there for some reason and it just messes up the whole process but if I go lift my press my right rocker which I think is called the right nav key up again button it takes me it's, <coughs> it's displaying a menu button on the on the uh, on the display which actually is like that is like the home menu for this app I'm not going to enter it, but now that now that's showing on the display, I can enter the word we want to find, COSAS, C, C O, o S, A, S. And I go back to that text field that text is field, editing. And COSAS, put it in character mode, without insertion point of entering. It's a bit weird. Use a rotor to access misspelled words. It just demonstrates that you have to, none of these things are perfect. You have to kind of find workaways around when you've got problems you know there's always some little glitch or some little uh, idiosyncrasy that you have to just learn about and recognize and work around so anyway we've got this word COSAS in the in the text field and then under that you get a list of suggestions which again I can find simply by using my right rocker circle filled close that's, that's, Button. that's the close. close key and under that comes the options COSAS COSAS Antiguous Cossus dulces. So there's lots of words that begin with Cossas. I'm going to go back to the one we wanted, which was just plain old Cossas. Cossas Antiguous. Cossas. And press my Go key. Round one again. Button. Menu. And now, some way down the screen on the iPhone, there is the definition. I'll find it very quickly by, again, using this, this rocker on the, um, the right-hand side. Enter Spanish Cossas, audio, lister, things, audio, dictionary, examples, okay. pronunciation, phrases, Cossas. 
But I want to display that in Spanish Braille. This is so far we're still on English Braille. But if you remember, I selected Braille tables on the rotor earlier. And if I use my left rocker now, I can switch back to the Spanish. Spanish. There we are. Spanish text now is appearing on the on the Braille display. So simply, and I can do that in the in the dialogues box in the dialogues app as well. I was using the dialogues book in Kindle, when I'm switching between English and Spanish, I can just flick up and down English, UK, system, Spanish. Just like that, I'll press the key, which is really, which is really good, obviously. Plural noun. One, circumstances. And, that, and again, I'm just reading A, now through. Things. So I'm Link. listening to them. Double tap to activate, inverted exclamation mark, oi, Manuel, question mark, coma, van las cosas and el tola. Okay. Hey, Manuel, how are things going at the shop? So, that's the example. So it's reading that, obviously, that is not fantastic Spanish pronunciation. No. But again, I can read it now in the browser under my fingers. I can actually read that and read how it should be spelt and, and, and presented and pronounced. Um, there is a Spanish language... Um, in uh, voiceover, there's a Spanish voice, but I don't bother with that because uh, I'm really just interested in knowing how it's spelled. Um, so that is basically all I'm going to demonstrate for now, uh, except to say at the end of a session like this, obviously you want to close the apps, and the easiest way I find to do that is to use the app switcher. To get to the app switcher on the brow display, it's like going home twice you press the home control which is the spacebar h nice and neat to remember twice and that'll flip me through to the app switcher app switcher spanish dict active and i can switch swipe up with three fingers to close the app okay spanish dict kindle oh, active i've got two apps open so Sw spanish dict and i can active. move between them again with that right swipe up with three fingers to close the app and i'll shut them both so i'm on the one i want say i want to close kindle Kindle. Kindle. Active. And now I'll use my left Swipe hand Swipe up with rocker. three fingers to close the app. I tend to think of the left hand rocker as going up and down and the right hand one as going side to side. So I'm now on the app I want and I can go between the options. Close Kindle. Activate. Close Kindle. And I press the activate. Closing Kindle. Messages. Puts Current me. action. Close messages. Active. Close Closing email. messages. Spanish deck. Current action. Close Spanish deck. Spanish deck. All closed up. Dup messages. And that's me Five unread messages. Uh, Double tap to open. Does any, anybody? Oh, I'll pass the hat round, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just ask you a quick question? Cool. Sorry, that's the um, idea. So I use the um, elderly iPhone, which is pink, by the way, uh, with, a, uh, with a Bluetooth keyboard. There's no scenario in which you would use the Bluetooth keyboard, the Braille display connected via the voiceover and the phone at the same time. The Braille display would be like a keyboard as well. I would say if it works, there's no reason why you shouldn't use both. I mean, I, you might just want to use the Braille display to read the text. You might want to use the QWERTY keyboard to input the text. You can't yeah. use both together. Can't you? No. I don't know. I've never tried it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the need to. But. You can only use one because one's a hand one does hand, it uses different profiles as far as I know. Does it? It'd be interesting to try. Also, um, you know you did the app switcher, I can tell you, you know when you do the um, H twice? Yeah. Uh, and you want to close it, you can press the um, 
you know, there's a rocker on top of your yeah. focus braille spoke. Push it up and it will say close the app and you just press it in, you know, the space and and three, six, one, twice and it closes it for you. Yeah, there's, like I say, there's always more than one way of doing these things yeah. and that's the great thing. Yeah. You find the way that suits you and the one that you can remember. Um, there's usually two or three ways of doing everything, I've found. And uh, it's a question of finding what's, what's easiest for you. Um, so that's that's me done now. I think Ben's going to take over. Any, any other comments? I think Matthew might go next. <laughs> <laughs> right, good afternoon, everyone. My name's Matthew Muscle Rose. It's. Uh... <laughs> Hi, I'm Matthew Horsfall. Um, I'm no longer a trustee of the Brailists. I'm still very involved with the Brailists and doing a lot of the day-to-day -day, uh, management work of the Brailists and perhaps should have said that at the start of the session. Um, very grateful to Paul for going first because Paul's covered all the stuff that I now don't need to cover, like how to pair your Braille display up in the first place. Um, so that, that's, that's wonderful. Um, he asked me to talk about text entry. And uh, the thing about text entry on an iPhone is that actually, if you know Braille, it's, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. But iOS is not terribly stable, and so in some apps it works beautifully, and in some apps it, it, it's absolutely awful. Um, I'm not even sure. I, I do it. I, there are some apps that I just avoid now, like the Mail app. There's no way I'd write an email in Braille in the Mail app because there were so many bugs historically where it would miss keystrokes and get them in the wrong order and scramble them up. Um, so I just, I just don't bother. But in apps like Messages, it works remarkably well. And there are some quite interesting things that you can do in Messages and, well, with the keyboard in general that I want to try and show in the next sort of five to ten minutes or so. It says in the program I'm using a brilliant BI40X. That is true. Um, the BI40X looks a little bit like the older Brilliant, except it's made of plastic rather than metal. So if you imagine a Brilliant form factor uh, made out of Braille Note Touch Plus components, you'll be sort of 95% of the way to knowing what a Brilliant looks like now. Very happy to show that to you at the end of the session. Uh, and I'm using the 40-cell model. There is also a 20-cell model available. The reality is, for what I'm about to show you, it doesn't really matter what Braille display you have they will all do virtually the same thing in virtually the same way. There might just be a few minor differences in terms of where controls are placed and that sort of thing, but it's really not that big a deal. So I'll turn the Braille display on and hope that it pairs. Um, it's got loading on the display at the moment. Um, it's still got loading on the display, and now it says Venus connected because my iPhone is called Venus. It's a long story. If anybody wants to know, then please come to the pub afterwards and buy me a pint and I'll be delighted to tell you. <laughs> One of the brilliant features of the 40X that is new to the 40X, actually, the Vario Ultra could do it, but I don't think any others can. If your phone is locked, you can unlock the phone from the display. So if I press a cursor routing button... One notification. One notification. Train line. Train line. Nearby. And space with P will stop that from speaking. I'm hoping, Tina, that you can hear that because I'm struggling to connect up to Paul's speaker. If you can't hear it, then let me know and we'll try and sort something out. But for the time being, I'm on my lock screen and in a minute it's going to lock again. So I'll press space with H to go to the home screen. Try again. 
And of course, yeah. So it's a bit frustrating because, of course, it's looking for my face and my face isn't there. Uh, but eventually you reach a passcode field, so I'll put the passcode in. And because I'm using UEB, uh, you know, it's not worked now, has it? You know how I was talking about iOS and how wonderfully stable it is? Actually, that's why I don't use iOS. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Wonderful. It did work. I had to press enter. Sometimes I have to press enter and sometimes I don't, but I can just type the number sign and then AG, AG and whatever the rest of the passcode is, which I'm not going to tell you, and it will, um, it, will, it will do it. So I've landed myself in a text message because it's fairly safe and it's a text message to Chris. I'm very sorry, Chris, you're going to get lots of spam, but and please don't lock because I don't want to have to unlock you again. So I'll try and just type in grade two Braille and hope it works. Uh, yes. Huh? Welcome to the wonderful stability of iOS Braille. Um, space. Space. Are you today? Send message. It sort of worked. Ooh. Unmuted. I might try it once more. This is another demo, which is going much better. Send message. Okay. So as I've proved, eventually when it wakes up and starts to think about it, it all works quite well. I was typing in UEB grade two. Uh, I know some people don't like UEB much. There are some inherent advantages though. For example, I can type... Isn't it a nice day? Smiley. Now that was an old fashioned smiley actually. That was a colon and a right bracket. <laughs> the beauty of UEB is that right brackets and left brackets are different characters. So if I do a colon and a left bracket... Frown. It, well, frown. <laughs> it calls it a frown. <laughs> Eloquence would call it a sad face. But whatever it is, you can do all of this. And I think I might even be able to do colon hyphen right bracket. Smiley. Yes, that's a different type of smiley. What's colon hyphen left bracket? Frown. Uh, it's another type of frown, actually. It's the same sort of frown. So these are the old-fashioned smileys that, that we used to do back in the MSN days in 2004. And they, uh, they kind of went out of fashion. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're still useful and voiceover still knows what they are. Here you go, Chris, have a whole load of smiley faces. Cause it's, the easiest, <laughs> it's the easiest way of clearing the screen. Um, you, you can obviously backspace it out, but it's much easier just to send the message and then you end up, you end up in a blank field, don't you? <laughs> What, what, what command are you using to send? Is it I'm just pressing enter. Enter. And message it. Yeah. I'm literally what, just doing. You have to arrow to the send message. Just press enter. What type of bracket is it? Yeah. So there's a few questions coming at once. Yeah. The, the the brackets because they're UEB brackets are just the normal. So dots two and five for the colon, and then dot six gh for a left bracket and dot six AR for a right bracket, so they're the round brackets, the parentheses. I, I was going to say, are you talking about brackets or are you talking about parentheses? Sorry, yes, we have, a, we, we have an American literature. We're talking about parentheses, which in English we would call round brackets, but we, we, we don't tend to use the square brackets in England, and so they often get... Yes, a few, few people, few people use them. But, yes, there you go. Anyway, yes. Um, the sending a message thing, in messages you can literally, I mean I'm literally just pressing dot eight on the display which is the enter key and it's sending it, I'm not having to swipe to the send button and double tap, you can do it that way if you want to. So 
if I am using the Bluetooth, uh, the uh, the regular keyboard on the phone, and, I, and presumably if I'm using a Bluetooth keyboard, I can insert enter keys into you know uh, line breaks into my message. How will you do that if the enter key is sending your message? I, I, I Option hope. enter. Yeah, I hoped you had. I hoped you wouldn't ask that question. <laughs> there is there is a way to do it, and you're quite right. It's option enter. Um, the trouble is, you have to simulate the option key in order to make it work. And for the life of me, I cannot remember how to simulate the option key. I think it's dot two seven. Space. Is it two seven? There's a space. Let's try it, shall we? My phone's locked, so let's do a, run, a cursor oh, no. router to a tracker. One notification. Well, yes, that would be the way to do it, wouldn't it? Um, oh, come on. <laughs> do you say space with dot two? Okay, dot two and seven, isn't it? Dot two seven, yes. Yes, that's right. I think that worked. It says option, yeah. It said option anyway, yeah. so I think that worked. But if you type a message, do option, enter, have a look if it'll... Because I've tried it a few times before. This it ever work. is line one. Option one. This is line two. Okay, I think it did actually work. If I wrote around... Words, language, in words. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, two line is this. Characters. New line, one, one, new yeah, it yep. did work. So, it's, so space with dots two and seven, and then release the, the two and seven, and then press enter, and it will, will enter a new line. Um, I'm not going to even... Actually, I could, I could write it back to select, couldn't I? So space with lower B. Mentions. Misspelled words. Edit. And then space with dot six. Select all. Yes, space with three six. This is line one, this is line two. And backspace. Yes, fantastic. That's got rid of all of that, um, all of that stuff. What I really wanted to show was um, text replacements that work on the QWERTY keyboard also work on the Braille keyboard. Mm -hmm. So, for example, one I set up earlier on, I can type M-Y-A-D-D-R and press the spacebar. Okay, it did work. It just did it before it. I, I was a bit um, eager. Let's try that again. M-Y-A-D-D-R. 161, Chevron Avenue, Radford, Coventry, oh, CB6, yeah, 3HD. So, <laughs> there you go. Everybody now knows where I live. Navarro uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ultra is under lock and key, and no, you can't steal it. <laughs> but, yes. How did you set that up? So, I'll, I'll do that. There's one more demonstration that I want to show, just to show the absolute power of it. I set up some emoji shortcuts, some actual emoji smiley shortcuts. So... On the QWERTY keyboard, if I do full stop, full stop, SM, deliberately that way so you wouldn't type it accidentally, it will do a smile. Of course, in Braille, the Braille translation's a bit wonky, so I need to do a 5656 five, to go into grade one mode, grade one word mode, and then a double full stop, and then an SM, which will work, I promise. Smiling face. Yes, there you go. Yes. It has definitely worked, and it's pushed in. So how did I do it? Before you go there... Um, do you need to enter those, those uh, what do we call them, abbreviations in grade one braille or will grade two braille work? So I if think. You, if, you're, if you're my ADDR or something else that had a grade two contraction in it. Uh, I think you could do the contraction. Okay. Let's try and set one up with a contraction in it oh. and see how far we get, shall we? Mm -hmm. um, I did it actually in keyboard settings. If I do space with H for home, there's a very useful space with F. Enter search text. 
And because I know that settings is somewhere on my home screen, but I don't know where it is, That's if I right. type settings or SE double T at this point and press enter. No item found. Of course, it didn't find it. So I think, I think this is because I'm at the bottom of the screen. If I go back up to the top and try the same thing again. Enter search text. Settings. Yes. All right, so it only searches forwards, it doesn't search backwards. But I can double tap on settings with space and three six. Settings. I now want general. Enter search text. No item found. Which is still not going to find. Are you really Heading. not going to find it? Enter search text. No item found. No. no. All right. Is it going to find keyboard? Enter search text. Keyboard. Yes. Double tap on that. Keyboards. Two. Button. And the, where we want is replacements. Text replacement. One-hand text replacement button. So settings, and then general, and yeah, then keyboard, and then text replacements inside keyboard. And that's where they will. Change the IRS or change it all around. Again. Of course they will. Yes, <laughs> that's how it goes. So there's the ones that are already set up. Somewhere there's an add button. It might be at the bottom or it might be at the top. I can't remember. I'll go to the top with space with L and go forwards. Keyboards. Text replace. Add. Button. Yes, it is there. That was a good move. Right. Fantastic. Add. Phrase. Text field. Is editing. Insertion point of start. To this point, I've just about managed to do everything on the Braille display. I am actually going to cheat at this point and go back to the phone because I want an emoji and I have no idea. I mean, you could do it through the Braille display, but that's an awful lot of swiping. Um, so I'll find the emoji button in the bottom left and hope that the keyboard hasn't been hidden in the process. Speed, numbers, space, no, it hasn't. Numbers, Fantastic. Shift, num, but where is it? There you uh, are. There you go. Set it on there. Yes, I have. But emoji. Frequently used. Right. Frequently you cross-eyed grinning faces stuck out. I don't. I don't actually use them, or at least not very often, because I do my text replacement. So let's see. Face with tears of joy will do actually. Face with tears of joy. Right. Fantastic. Yes, brilliant. So I can double tap on that to insert it. Face with tears of joy. So the phrase is face with tears of joy. Shortcut, optional. The shortcut is what we want to assign it. This will test. This will test Jim's theory, won't it? If I do, I'll do it with something other than a full stop because the full stop was a bad choice. If I do it with an asterisk, if I do asterisk tears, which has an AR sign in it, T E A R S, right. Yeah, so so far so good. Space. I'll just, um, there might be a save button somewhere around here. Create a shortcut that queue. Yeah, it's at the Text top, isn't it? Text reclick, save button, save. <coughs> Keyboards, back button. Fast, sorry? It's a little bit fast. Oh, sorry. Um, I essentially just went and found the save button at the top of the screen, sorry, and, um, and double tapped on the save button. So I'll try and get back into messages and send Chris a face with tears of joy. Can I ask a question, Matthew, while you're saying sure. face with tears of joy? I mean, it's, it's, it's tangential related. When you were doing the add a, a, a replacement, it said the replacement was optional. What happens if you don't put one of those in? Is it just you can add in a long string of text and it starts to replace the... It adds it to the autocorrect dictionary. Ah, right, okay. So this was never really designed to be used with braille displays. This was designed to be used yeah. with the on-screen keyboard to make on-screen keyboarding work faster. And it just so happens to work with braille displays and it's a very useful feature. 
Um, so I'll go back down to messages. Messages. One unread message. And I'll. Messages. I don't know who Messages. the unread one is. Is editing. One hundred and sixty-one. Oh, go on. I will just text get rid of all of this misspelled word. Edit text. Scan text. Select. Select all. One hundred and sixty-one. Share. Selection deleted. Right. One hundred and sixty-one. Chevron Avenue. Okay. Space with peels. Shut that up. So in theory, if I do in grade two an asterisk T E A R S, I think I did. Yes, it did work. And just to prove it, if I do it in grade one, it should also work. Yeah. So it'll work both ways. And so Chris gets So I'll leave it there. Um, if anybody has any further questions immediately, then feel free to shout out. Um, Otherwise, if I don't hear anything in the next 30 seconds or so, I'll go and sit down and uh, hand it over to Steph. The smiley face, sorry, and the frown. Sorry? The smiley face and the frown. Oh, the good old-fashioned ones. They were, they were colon, right bracket, well, right parenthesis for a smiley face, and colon... Yes, so it's, this is good old UEB. You couldn't... You couldn't... Yeah, colon, and then it was dot five... Yeah. And the AR sign for colon a right dot front. Five on its own. So colon dot five and the AR sign. So it's three cells. Yeah. For the five. smiley face. Yeah. And for the sad face, it was colon dot five and the GH sign. For the okay. Yeah. You can also do colon couple of P for sticky out. You can, and you can do colon. You can do colon D for something else that I can't remember what colon D does. <laughs> even smiley face. face. There you go. Yeah, you can do all sorts. Um, and UEB made still possible because, of course, in SEB the brackets or the parentheses were the same, so it never knew colon lower G was that going to be an open or a close, and you'd accidentally mm. send someone a smiley face when you know. I'm, I'm really sorry, I'm not feeling very well. Oh, sorry to hear that, smiley face. <laughs> because, of course, it was always at the end, and so it would always be the close. <laughs> so, uh, That's the advantage of having a speech on at the same time as well, because you can hear what you're doing. Yes, yeah, indeed. I've, I've, I was very reassured, um, Matthew, to hear you say that it's very unstable. Because I've had quite a lot of frustration trying to enter text. Yeah, it's no, I don't. No, I won't use the email, the mail thing anymore because that's what I had problems with. It just doesn't. The cursor's everywhere. It's not where you want it to be. Mm. So now I know not to use the mail. It, it really is clever. It, I mean, I would email accessibility at apple.com. The more people who email accessibility at apple.com and tell them about these problems, and if you can use like um. What's it called? Screen recording. If you can screen record a demo of the problem and attach that to the email that you send to accessibility at apple.com, that will really give them a handle. But whether they choose to listen or not really is another matter. Can I, can I just say briefly that I really want to amplify that point? Because I talk to people from Apple who say they don't hear about these problems and so they're not really looking into them. So in particular, the Braille problems, I, I really, if people are having them, please let Apple know. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
These are the uh, chunkiest and cheapest. <laughs> and, um, wait a minute, yeah. Megan, lie down. My guide dog wants to join in. Yeah, no, I'm tired of the, I've tied her to the chair though, so she should be behaved. She's not So I'll see if I can get it with a pair now. Come on. Turn Bluetooth on. Okay, Bluetooth is now on. Oh yes, it's picked it up already. And open Kindle. Oh, that's really low. Yeah, but you don't need the speech on it. Oh right. no, of course you don't. No. no. <laughs> so and now that I've got the book open, I can um, do, wait a minute, with three fingers, double tap to get, turn the speech off, and, and now you can just read to your heart's right. content, <laughs> and um, use the, um, this book for many years to come, Mirabai and I share yet another, and so on. Um, and so I, I can just... Uh, or, uh, when you're reading a Kindle book with speech, you just uh, use two fingers, swipe down with two fingers. But when you're connecting it to a braille display, you can just turn the speech off and, and, and read it like that. So, any more questions? What you use at the end of the page, Seth? Um, let's have a go. You just keep pressing the panning keys, that's all. It turns just keeps going. Yeah. It just, just turns yeah. Yeah, the the panning keys will take you across a page change either way, I think. If you, if, you're, if you want to change pages rapidly, if you press I'm, space I'm on. Bar, Stop stealing my thunder, you. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can turn... Um, if you go into Braille, um, Braille commands, you can turn the auto-advance feature on. And, and then you, you choose your, um, the, which, you, you create a new braille command and, and choose which key combination you want in order to turn the automatic panning on. So you don't ha that means you won't, when you're reading, you, you won't have to keep pressing the panning button, which every 20 cells is the right pane. But if you want a, a smooth reading experience, you need a commute. You buy them from Amazon and you ask Amazon to send it to um, your iPhone or wherever you want to read it and, and pay for it. And, and you can't ask them to send it to your orbit reader, No, no, you don't need to. It's on the you, phone. Um, it's on the phone. Once it's on the phone, you can, you can then... Um, like I just said, open Kindle, and yeah. um, it, it's and already on the phone. can you save it to, to your Orbit reader? No. 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 The Orbit reader's just up oh, in the browser. The Orbit reader's just like a screen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. It doesn't do anything other than put just made the information. And, and you know when Paul was showing you how you chose your, um, how he chose his Focus 14? Yeah. You choose your Orbit reader in exactly the same way in, in, the, um, in the Braille. Mm. <coughs> You can also read 
the Kindle. I've got a Kindle Fire tablet, which has its own screen reader. Yeah. And you can read, you can link your Braille display to that in the same way that you can link it to your iPhone. The commands are very different, and I don't know them all, but I've been playing around with that, and that's quite good fun as well. Steph, you, yeah. you've, you're obviously using an Orbit Reader now, but I know you've got a couple of other Braille displays. For anyone who isn't sort of familiar with the, the choice that's out there, what pros would you say the Orbit Reader has, and what would you say yeah. some of the cons are? <laughs> the Orbit Reader does tend to, uh, the, the disadvantage is that it um, unpairs, and there's been, recently, there's been a, a lot of problems where you can't. Um, it, it won't connect. A, a lot of people have been experiencing that. And I had, a, a, for, a, for a couple of weeks, I could not get it to work. But I found that uh, if you unpair it several times and pair it back up again, and turn your phone off as well as the orbit reader, and then turn it back on again, it, it does, I mean, it's behaving brilliantly today. Thank you. Thank you for orbit. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it does tend to be a bit clunkier than... I've also got a Focus 14, which I, I've only recently acquired it, so I'm not very experienced, but I find it, it's a lot slimmer and neater than the, than the Orbit Reader. But the main advantage of the Orbit Reader is that they've, let's see, it's gone up since I first bought it. It's now, I, I wrote down all the figures earlier, fi about £500, and they mm. are in stock at the moment. Mm. They have been out of stock from the RIB. Because like, like a lot of us, they find it very difficult to get parts from China at the moment. Mm. Supply chains are... How much are the other sort of things, roughly, that were mentioned? The oh. Iranians and the Focus. What sort of Go on, folks. You're talking thousands. Yeah, thousands. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I can't remember what my Focus 14 costs now, but it'd be well over a thousand. I bought mine second hand. The Focus 14 so isn't too far over a thousand. Uh, because it's only got 14 cells, so it's yeah. 14, 1, 4. Um, yeah. And so because it's so few cells, actually, I think the Focus 14 is somewhere around the 1100 mark, mm. somewhere around there. It's quite a surprise to them, isn't it? But, but yeah, 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 that's 14 cells compared to the Orbit's 20, 20 cells. cells. So it depends what you... 14 cells <coughs> two words in some instances. Well, quite. I mean, you wouldn't use a Focus 14 to read a Kindle book, for instance. No. But I think it's a lack of... No, I certainly wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I use it, as I say, to, use, to do all my Spanish stuff. I want to see small amounts of text. Mm. And it's ideal for that. I wouldn't want to read a whole but, book um, in one day. Uh, the, what they are ideal for is, is connecting with the phone. Yeah, the beauty of it is that you can... Um, you're still talking. Yeah, if you can... No, no, I was going to say you can get the... Uh, it's, it's disconnected now, so... Um, um, oh no, no, it's, it's reconnected again. It's all right. Um, you can you can get the your braille display out, which people don't tend to want to steal, and leave your iPhone in your pocket. That's one advantage. <laughs> That's brilliant. Isn't and um, and I I find um, I'm sure someone else can tell me what the voiceover command is for spelling words, but I find it's so much easier to read them on the braille display when I can't spell yeah when I can't spell someone's address that they've sent me or or something like that. Um, that's what I love a brand display for. Steph, yep. uh, following on from Ben's question, uh, for those who haven't tried both sorts, it's a very different sort of, of braille dot. Uh, and that's part of the reason why the organ makes a noise and, and takes a second, isn't it? But what's the, what's the comparative sort of input, uh, benefits and disadvantages of the orbit's dots that you can describe them compared to, say, a focus? Um. 
Can someone else take that? I, have they, I can they just feel different, um, but I'm not. Um, well, they're I just get on spongy, reading. aren't they? Because they're refreshable. Yeah. They're piezo cells, so they're, they're, they're spongy. Well, the, the Orbit ones are actually less spongy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Orbit sharp, ones are sharp, very sharp, firm, yeah. very, very sharp. I have a quick question though. How, how is the transition from screen to screen? It, it, is it, is it uh, noticeable, more noticeable on the orbit than it is on other, other readers that you know, dots following and new dots coming up, that transition? It's probably a bit slower on the orbit, but I, um, what, would the, what do others think about that? I, don't, I use mine to read quite a lot. And I don't find it too slow. Okay. I'm, I'm a very fast reader, yeah. but I think you have to time the, the pressing the button um, mm. before. I, I've actually tried. I, obviously, I've got nothing better to be doing, but I've actually tried to 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 beat the, to beat the orbit to get to the beginning of the line before the, the letters have arrived. And um, actually, that's quite I'm, that's quite hard to do. If I push the button quickly enough to go to the next line, they do come up quite quickly. The sound suggests that it's quite slow, but it's not as slow as it, it sounds. That's good to know. Yeah. You can do um, auto-scroll on the Orbit Reader, and you can um, make it um, scroll up as you're reading along, and it's extremely useful because if you read fast, you could make it go really fast. Like, scrolls fast, you don't keep pressing the pressing buttons. And, to, and I can't remember which way it is, but I know it's space and up arrow for one way, and space and down and hold space and down arrow for the other way to get the change the scroll rate on the orbit reader. Interesting. I've kind of toyed with the idea of having text scrolling in, but what for me one of the beauties of reading Braille is you don't read at the same speed. When you're listening yeah. to speech, it's very mechanical when it's got its own speed. You change the speed, but it's a fixed speed. If you're scrolling through text, I imagine that's a, a tactile, sim similarly in a tactile way, you know, it's scrolling at a set speed. For me, the beauty of reading Braille is you, you pause, you ponder, you speed up, you slow down, and it's kind of very fluid in a way that having a mechanical device dictating to you how you read. That's why I don't turn it on, actually. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of handy, has anyone got experience about using the handy tech displays which detect where your hands are to move forward? No. no. Whatever they're called now. Never heard of them. The help tech displays they're called now, yes, active tactile control. And I, I don't have experience of it. I know people who have had got experience of it and they've tried very, <coughs> very hard to fool it and not managed. They've, I would absolutely love to see one because I think they've done a very interesting thing there. These are German displays. Yeah, I, I've yeah. A, I have a German friend who uses one. I can find out how she gets on with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 How much is the commute? Um, <laughs> about 2000 So in terms of value for money, what you actually get? This is your chance to not I'll slip you the 20 Yeah, so it has its own limitations as well, but what when I won't want to jump ahead, 
it's got its strengths and its limits, and we can show both of those after these demos have been up, because we've got one set up. Oh, we're doing a demo. First of all, Paul's going to split us into groups to, to carry on with this stuff, I think. But yeah, we've got, can you, I can, I can show you, show you the spreadsheet and the text then. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank Now, you'll have heard Ed talking there about what was going to happen after those presentations that you've just heard, and in particular, the Canute demonstrations, which unfortunately we weren't able to get any audio from. Uh, the room was very noisy and very full of activity, and it was really lovely, actually, to see so many people from the Brailists coming together to look at uh, technology face-to-face, -face, as it were, and actually get hands-on some of this stuff. Uh, but the net result was that it wasn't really conducive to doing any uh, field recording from that point on. What Ed was talking about, though, was the Canute Dock. If you've visited a Site Village exhibition recently, you'll have seen the Canute Dock. It's now officially been launched, and perhaps on a future episode of Brailcast, we might get Ed and Charlie or somebody on to talk more about it. For now, though, this just about wraps up this episode of Brailcast. As you'll have heard, the event in Bristol was a great success. We do hope to put on other face-to-face -face events in the future. They were the mainstay of the Brailists before the pandemic, and it would be lovely to continue them in 2023. The best way to keep up with them would be to visit our website at brailists.org. If you go to brailists.org slash events, that will list all of our upcoming events. To finish off, though, I'm going to turn it back to Paul Sullivan. I caught up with him towards the end of the event and commented on how enjoyable it was. And here's what he had to say. I've really enjoyed it too, and I'm, I'm really impressed by you know, the commitment people have shown to get here today. I mean, we've got people from Manchester, from Peterborough, from London, and from Bristol, and Coventry as well. And, um, you know, everybody is so excited. There's such a buzz in the room. I've just been going round now that things are kind of finishing up and there's lots of conversations going on people talking technical you know they're not just talking about the weather people are exchanging knowledge and skills which is what the day has been all about and i'm just thrilled thank you for coming yourself it's been brilliant we hope you've enjoyed this episode of brailcast the official podcast of the brailists foundation you can find more Braille-related content by subscribing to Brailecast, all one word, in your podcast client of choice. Or listening to Brailecast, connecting the dots for Braillists everywhere on your smart speaker. You can also find past episodes on our website at brailecast.com. If you have comments on the podcast or suggestions of topics or guests for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please email help at braylists.org. You can also find the Braylists on Twitter at Braylists or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Foundation. Finally, if you like what you've heard, spread the word. New listeners are always welcome. So if you know other people who are interested in Braille, please tell them where to find us. In the meantime, on behalf of everyone at The Braillists, thanks for listening and bye for now. The costs of producing this episode were defrayed by a grant from the Activate Fund of the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information, visit wcmt.org.uk.